This is Bach to Bach, the podcast opening up the world of classical music, one beer at a time. And today, we are working out. Sort of. So welcome to episode 51. 50 down, 50 to go. At, well, maybe at least more. 50. I mean, that's, least, that, yeah. you're putting a cap on Bach the Bach. That's uh, not really, you know, that's not conducive for our careers. No, it's true. It's true. Uh, um, but th- thank you to the Portland Bach Festival for all they did uh, this past week with all their events, um, which I think majority, if not all of them, sold out. Yeah. Thank you to Momo Wong, who came down, uh, and uh, and especially Brian Kaplan, who was just flying from corner to corner in Portland, Uh Everything, picking up beer yeah. to getting musicians where they had to be. Um, they uh, oh. and you attended the the Bach and Beer event. I wasn't able to be there, but tell the listeners about you know, the Bach and Beer event. It was great. Ocean Gateway, which everyone knows if you're from Portland, has a beautiful view over the harbor. Uh, we had it started actually. It started out with the first and third movement of the Bach double, which really, yeah, which is I like mean the, that's how they opened. The second one was beautiful, but the first and third are, are the sexy ones. You know? Especially if you're playing for an audience who may not be as classically in tune uh, it started out before that with a kids event out on the balcony there uh, cool. they, they had them they gave them kind of fake batons and they helped them conduct they played a Baroque era cello um, but then they no, moved... not the kids someone no, someone no, no, someone performed okay, before, yeah. no, just give, give them a bit of a, a demonstration and then uh, and then the the beers we talked about on the last episode the, Fireberry the Fire and Bear. Maui Mango yeah they were, they were there they, uh, they tapped them and uh, not only that Rising Tide was there uh, they had uh, Ishmael and Daymark on tap or nice. uh, in Cannes, so people were people had a nice range, and it was great. People just um, got to sip some delicious local beer, and it was local. People were sitting there going, "We we had some folks from Montana come in. Oh, There's cool. this young couple, and they're like, we want a we want a local beer. Whatever beer is local, and we're sitting there going, well, this one's made 400 feet away. This one's and made this one's made just up over the half way. mile away. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't get any more local guys, which is what one of the many things that makes Portland and Maine." Great. And then the fun thing after that, you got to play the Kreutzer Strad. I got to play the Kreutzer Strad. So uh, for the listeners who have no idea what a Strad is, it's short for Stradivarius, who is the you know the father of the modern violin. Like he is the most known violin maker in history. You and I visited his uh, his shop in Cremona. In Cremona back in two thousand and eight. It's been nine years since we've gone. Right there we go. We got older okay. since then. Well, that's how age works. Um, <laughs> it's science. But um, yeah, this there was a there was a violin dealer there, and uh, and I asked if I could play the Kreutzer. And uh, next thing I know, I, I you're, got you're, to, you're playing the Kreutzer. Yeah, no, honestly, mate, just ear to ear grin. It was, um, and, and if you don't, Kreutzer is is kind of a staple in the classical music industry as far as etudes and exercises. He he himself was a phenomenal performer but uh i mean basically he's the one of the ones that were like developed the pedagogy for every violin player to become a better musician and gave them the curriculum and foundation to do so through his pieces so. yeah and this was this was this was his violin his strad so 
It was... Um, to make a comparison, it's like driving your dream car. Like driving a, you know, half million dollar sports car that you want to even just like, not even look at, but get in, let alone drive. It's like so, driving Lewis Hamilton's F1 car. Like, it, it's, that, those are words I don't understand, but I'm going <laughs> to... He's a person and that's a thing, so that's all I know. We'll get you into Formula One yet. Um, but... Speaking of Formula One, that's a sports thing, and we're to go all about workouts today. Today is uh, we we've been talking about the, we've been batting this idea around for a little while, but just yeah. the idea of how classical music can fit into your workout routine. Yes, um, most of the times when there's an athletic scene in a film, it's either classical music or it's Kenny Loggins. It's um, nothing in the middle. No Pat Benatar in the middle. Have you have you ever put Pat Benatar? Not me. I'm just saying someone could. No one's ever done that. It's crazy. Um, but uh, but classical music in in action films, um, athletic films, it, it, it fills a role because it, it taps into an emotion. But in, not many people actually use classical within their own workout. I want to back up and just to kind of broaden the classical genre. I think orchestral yes. music, orchestral pieces, uh, soundtrack, cinematic pieces. Yes, that that all falls in the classical realm, but not quite what we consider classical music. It's more soundtrack or cinematic is more the, the genre we put it under. Absolutely. So what I think we should do is kind of give the listeners, Maddie, you did this, give them a playlist if they're going to go to the gym and you go to the gym at least, I think, 500% more times than I go to the gym. <laughs> um, your workout consists of weights. My workout consists of crying. It's a really good balance. You get good ab muscles with the crying. Great though. ab muscles and great facial wrinkles. It's great. <laughs> anyway, so uh, Matt, you, you kind of composed a, a playlist for workouts, but mainly comprised of the soundtrack from 300. Yeah, that started a few years ago. I just I remember when I saw the film for the first time. And yeah, no, you look at, you look at these guys who, who kick themselves day after day to get themselves in this shape. And what do they choose? They could have done anything for this soundtrack to try to illustrate um, the height of the warrior class. And they went with this kind of rock orchestral mix. And it works perfectly, especially with such a, 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 a stalwart graphic novel that I think you know, has a cult following of its own. It's, it's really unique to, to listen to this soundtrack because it is a Zack Snyder film. And yeah. Zack Snyder films have a specific sound to them yeah. all, all of them regardless of you know dc universe or or 300 anything that he's ever directed yeah um and so this is written by this guy named tyler bates who's like he's wicked young and on his how high, young is he actually um he is i think in his early early 40s now i believe oh yeah um but uh it's funny on his imdb page the first thing that comes up is his height like that really matters. If it matters to you at home, he's six foot two inches. Good to know. Um, but yeah, basically, Tyler Bates uh, lives in L.A., um, not Lewis and Auburn in Maine, Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, but he's done uh, more than sixty feature films, um, many, many, many episodes of television, a lot of video game soundtracks, and records for and producing records for artists. Um, so he's got quite the resume. Yeah, but one of my favorite things, which is the nerd in me, is that he uh, co-composed uh, Guardians of the Galaxy back in 2014. That's big. Oh, which yeah. is interesting because that is also known for having one of the best the soundtracks. Best, best of, of other artists. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, the, yeah. The, the action music is, is his creation. Is his own, yeah. yeah. Um, so um, it's then, weird, it, which is cool because he actually crossed universes doing both Marvel and DC. Did you think that he... Had, and this is something we maybe can check out. Do you think he had a pick of the, the music used... 
Uh, from I, I don't think his role. Um, I think his is more pure of pure composition. Yeah, I, I believe a lot of it was uh, was James Gunn who was directing the film at the time. Because that was between like Redbone, Come and Get Your Love. I, that, that is it's, uh, Tammy Terrell and Marvin Gaye. It's just it's killer pretty, soundtrack. Pretty cut solid soundtrack. Um, so. What so, we've got is that we've got a couple of the we got some snippets from the 300 soundtrack. What's going to happen is we're actually going to put a, a much larger soundtrack up on the website as well, yeah. so you guys can get a hold of it. Uh, it's not only include pieces from uh, the 300 soundtrack, but it'll also include classical pieces that are in the same uh, realm, feel, all of that, so that exactly. it's, uh, you can kind of work out through history. Exactly. If you're if you're at the height of a circuit workout. You're not going to find you dropping into some Chopin piece in the middle. Um, so we're going to run a few. This first one, this one, this one's a fun one. It's called "No Mercy." I think we all remember that line. Plus, and also that that as far as something to work out to, the title alone. Yeah, I mean that's it. Like, put this on, put it on the headphones, blast it up, and, and lift five pound weights or how how much? I I just do the two and a half the, pound resistant bands. Yeah, cool. Um, seriously though, listen for the instruments that if you, especially if you're a long time listener of Bach to Bach, listen for the instruments you know, see how they mesh with the rock music that goes over top of it, and listen for the percussion. They use it really heavily in here. Listen for timpani, listen for cymbal, listen for all the things that you know are in the orchestra, and see if you can pick them out. Because that's um, again half the fun in this is is obviously the the motivation, but then realizing what goes into it. So this one's no mercy.
wasn't it? I mean, that just, I mean, that was real cool. That gets you going. Gets me amped. I might do one push-up. Gets me jacked. I might, do, I, might do one, I might do two push-ups now. Well, that's twice. I'll take, the, I'll take the one. It's cool. But it works. I, and again, I think I, the thing is everyone has their own workout mix. I, yeah. I forget what, uh, what is it, Jess from New Girl does. She listens to Diane Keaton books on tape for her so workout. So I have, I have a confession to the Bach to Bach Nation is when I go to the gym at Planet Fitness and I go on the treadmill and I turn the TV on, I always, always put on HDTV. I, but no one who knows you is surprised at that. Seriously. I just want to let the world know. Well, now people do know. Seriously, anyway. I mean, when it comes to in, when it comes to home design, if you weren't a musician, if you were not a conductor and a musician, you would definitely be designing homes. Fancy stuff. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Absolutely. All right. So, example number two. Actually, should we go to beer first? Please? Let's talk about this beer because yeah. it ties directly. Okay. In so let's the... uh, before we get into it, we are talking about a Lone Pine beer. Which we have some exciting news about Lone Pine is that their CFO, uh, John Paul, just got married a few weeks back. Absolutely. To operations manager of the Portland Symphony Orchestra, Leah Puglio, now Leah Puglio Paul. Yep, yep, yep. And congratulations so, to them. Congratulations to them. They are an adorable couple. They really are. Um, they're like so much so. It's, it's just it's it's cute. It really well, is. Um, so the classical music meets the beer world in yeah, the most real way. Exactly. And I got to play the ceremony uh, for their wedding. And I was planning on like having that be my gift, playing the ceremony. And John's like, you know what? I'm going to give you a case of beer from Lone Pine. I go, okay. Okay. Thank you. Nice. Um, so we had uh, half a case of uh, Tessellation, which I think we've talked about in the past. We mentioned it. But um, also uh, this new double IPA. Uh, from from Lone Pine called OJ now O H hyphen J so which we thought was appropriate because yeah, this vitamin is about, C yeah this is about working out and being and healthy. healthy yeah and healthy so nothing healthier than a double IPA at eight point one percent you know <laughs> but it and served in sixteen ounce cans honestly though when we cracked the can I could smell you could smell it I could smell the hops coming out yeah and then there's so like, much hit you like a well, and the reason why they, why they called OJ especially was like it's super citrusy hops yeah. that's the that's the whole point of it it is clean though like that's the thing I can yeah um, I've been steering more and more away from hops but this is this is clean I'm dead. it's clean it's um basically uh, I could drink this cold at the end of a long day and be okay with it because normally like the super hoppy stuff on a yeah it, it just weighs you down do. But this is like this is a great beer. Uh, it became my new favorite of theirs. It's, I like it more than Tessellation. I like it more the bright side. Where can um, people get this on tap? Oh, I can only get it in the brewery currently. Um, All but the more reason to go because they've remodeled the tasting room as well. Yep, and um, they've expanded their operations um, quite a bit. But you can still get Tessellation, Bright Side, Portland Pale uh, at stores around around Maine. But then um, OJ's currently since it's one of the newer beers, uh, it is. Only featured in the brewery itself, in the, t- in the tasting room. That's pretty sexy. Oh, and didn't aren't they on every tap on Commercial Street or something like that? They're on most of of the bars on Commercial Street, and also uh, working on getting a lot of the bars at old, at the pier at Old Orchard Beach, at Old Orchard, Maine. And if you yeah. uh, if you are new to this, and uh, if you're new to Portland or new to this podcast, check out the first time we sat down with Lone Pine, and we did the we did their. 
We did the Chaga Stout. Chaga Stout, we did something else. I feel like Tessellation, maybe. Maybe we did Tess. Uh, oh, no, we did the Pale Ale. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And then, of course, we played the Pines of Rome, which was which is just an epic piece. Yeah. So, um, go back, have a listen. It's a good one. Those boys just, are great. We, we just love talking with them. So, you can check them out uh, at Lone Pine Brewing. Um, follow them on all the social medias. And, uh, it's on like, all the internets. On all the internets. The World Wide Webs. That's it. Uh, but they really are like doing some incredible stuff, and they are one of the fastest growing breweries in in Maine right now. They, yeah. they just hit one year mark two years two months ago. They hit one. <laughs> I was about to they say. hit the one year mark, mark two, two years, years ago. ago. No, they hit the one year mark just about a couple months ago, and they are blowing up. So, making great beer. So please check them out and support local beer here in Portland, Maine. But now we're gonna do the sequel. Yeah, uh, if you haven't seen Three Hundred Rise of an Empire, yep, yeah, we you can hear one segment of it. And so basically, uh, this uh, this movement from the uh, the soundtrack for Rise of Three Hundred Rise of an Empire um, is uh, called Fog Battle. Um, basically, it the one thing that this is kind of like the borderline crossover because it's very percussion, electric guitar heavy, yeah, very. And then about a minute forty, you get the uh, orchestral parts and the chorus backing them up, yeah, uh, and really giving it the full lush. Uh, cinematic sound that is 300. So, and this should be relatable to anybody who sailed in Maine. Uh, the idea of a, of a of a navy battle in fog. Uh, it's it's pretty much summer all the way through here. So, if you've been on a boat in Maine, just this is just play this next time you go on the Peaks Island Ferry. Probably be pretty similar. Do it.
we're not jacked up to do tons of workouts now based on those two segments alone, um, you are uh, probably dead. Did it honestly though? Did it work for you? I did. Okay. I did have a push up mentally. Go. One half, one. Anyway, um, so again, we talked about uh, Lone Pine Brewing earlier in, in the episode. You can learn more about them at lonepinebrewery.com and yeah. also online at through social media at Lone Pine Brewing. Check out the episode where we talked to those guys back, uh, I forget exactly how many episodes Probably back. Probably like seven or eight back. Yeah. But, um, but also, you can look at our, our Spotify playlist, including segments from 300, along with many classical pieces going back 150 years, um, uh, at our website at baktabak.com. In the meantime, we got a lot coming up in the summer for us, so just be patient as we try to get content out to you guys. We will try, but uh, between Kev's concert season, my sailing season, it does get tough. Matt will try. I will not. I refuse to. Yeah, we're going to give it a go. Um, but Otherwise, you can also check Fourth of July concerts out uh, coming up uh, ne- a week and a half. Actually, a week from when this is airing. Yep. The Fourth of July. So check out uh, your local area for any Fourth of July concerts with your symphony orchestras. But in the meantime, this has been another episode of Bach to Bach. Cheers. Subscribe to Bach to Bach on iTunes and follow us on social media at Bach to Bach.